All right. We are back. Surviving Surviving Golf Podcast. One week of PGA season. Uh, Survivor Pool is in the book. And it has been an absolute bloodbath through one week. I know we got a lot to get to tonight. I certainly hope this sounds all right by the time it's published. Uh, right before we came online, I just spilled a fat cup of water um, directly on top of my laptop and microphone and notes. So I will be grinding this out. And if this comes out entirely static in the uh, in the post-show edit, um, I apologize. But we plow on. We got a lot to get to. Um, the For those that are in the know, the uh, Surviving Golf Rider Cup has been announced. For those that are not in the know, uh, continue to maybe check your texts and your emails because you may get an invite in the near future. But already starting to fill up. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Kev, where do you want to start? We got a lot to get to. Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, we're on to putting contest week. It's a lot of carnage last week in the pool. Um, the top 50 is tough, you know. Uh, a lot of people gonna going to have a hard time making the cut. I think I, I don't want to predict the future, but I think the pool probably comes to an end despite the larger number of participants. I think it probably comes to an end faster than it did last year. Uh, but like, yeah, you mentioned like the this week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this yeah like before, before the Super Bowl, maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, the Ryder cup invites and the announcements, uh, have me fired up. I'm particularly excited for this episode for that reason. Um, and yeah, spots filling up fast. So, um, you know, I said I was texting my buddy, somebody who I just invited today, um, just asked me how I was doing everything. Somebody who kind of doesn't live in the area, but um, he said, or he, yeah, he asked me how I was doing. I said, man, uh, you know, as we get older, the, the time goes by faster and faster. So while six months for the trip seems like a long way off, uh, it will be here before we know it. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff and excited to get to this week as well. Yeah, and thank God for that because I'm already looking forward to that weekend. Tremendous weekend last summer. I'm sure it'll be the same. Um, and we look forward to filling that up. But yeah, man, you alluded to it. Um, the top 50 this year, big change from the cut. I know tracking it was a lot different. It obviously uh, produced um, some crazy results uh, in the pool. A lot of people eliminated um, that would not have been eliminated as if there was a regular cup. Um, I know coming down the stretch, watching you know the guys that I had selected uh, playing the last few holes, um, thinking to myself like, I I know what they need to for my purposes, but they don't know. So are they going to chase a birdie when I need them to chase a birdie? The answer was no, um, obviously. Um, but just an entirely new dynamic. And you know, as we get into this week and the Amex, um, I guess we should get this out of the way while people are still listening. This week will be a three round, uh, three round top fifty because we'll be playing three different courses. Um, but I do want to go over uh, a little bit of the Sony to to go, you know, to to see who is playing well in that tournament. Certainly a very dramatic finish uh, with the three-way playoff. Um, but I was stunned, stunned at a lot of the uh, pre-tournament favorites, um, specifically Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, uh, those guys that either did not make the cut or did not finish in the top 50 and therefore eliminated us. But then in terms of just gambling as well, we're sort of nowhere near contending. It was odd to see um, some of those guys struggle at such an easy course. Uh, and then you're left with Grayson Murray as the winner in, um, you know, what was actually a pretty, pretty incredibly dramatic finish. Um, and me personally, I will remember more so than Grayson Murray sinking um, a 50 footer for birdie to win. I will remember Benny on missing the hole from two and a half feet to force a second playoff hole. Uh, I don't know what your lasting image are going to be or what your big takeaways are. Um, I don't know if I'm getting like, like golfers form, 
based on tournaments like that because again we're we're getting you know we're getting 20 under as the winner or whatever it's going to be so not much of a test and frankly won't be this week either but yeah the uh the drama was there and the ending was certainly something to see with uh Ben on missing a two and a half footer to uh to not to not force uh, a second playoff hole yeah so wild finish obviously um the the three-way playoff was was amazing great tv um the at, at that point right it pretty much becomes almost match play right obviously they're still playing stroke play but when you're in a playoff you know you're kind of obviously more so just going up head to head against the guy that you're that you're up against or the guys that you're up against and I, I thought that just so much came into play in terms of the psyche and like the way that those shots carry out if you look at like the way that those two guys played those that final playoff hole 18 the par five um I mean, Grayson Murray hits his first tee shot like in, into one of the pine uh, palm trees, like right down the side, uh, right away. It carries has like 200, up, 200 yards off the tee yeah. on that par five. It's crazy. Has to lay up, lay up his second shot, uh, hits his third shot to about 40 ish feet from the pin. And, you know, Ben on plays the hole you would think from tee to green pretty much perfectly. Didn't quite reach the green in the second shot, but had a very manageable um, third shot, which he played great to put to within four ish feet. And that match play element, people have talked about this in the past, is sometimes like the player who is not playing well and has the advantage of going first, if they pull off that miraculous shot, it is such a mentally uh, draining effect that that has. And when Grayson sings that 40-footer, I, I guarantee Ben on, who <laughs> has a history of having a very difficult time with particularly short putts, um, I guarantee he was shaking over that putt and, and, and the thought, entered into his mind that hey like maybe i'm not going to make this and and just the way he missed it was um astonishing but yeah uh wild finish for grayson to come out on top there i think we can take a little bit of form away from last week i i'm not weighing it um super heavily and to your point uh very tilting a lot of chalk guys hitting that minus two number where they make the cut but leaving them outside the top 50 so obviously eliminated from the pool I just think the more talent we've, we've spoke about this in the past, but with these beginning tournaments, you, it is very difficult to predict these tournaments that are super easy birdie fest because you don't know who's going to get hot. And, and these better form golfers, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, spoiler alert, Shane Lowry, Lowry for this week. Um, they're good because like they're grinders and they, and they don't make huge numbers very often, but you don't know if they're going to be able to fire off, you know, however, how many birdies you need in a week to win this tournament, 40, 50 birdies, whatever it is. So like, you know, predicting that just becomes very difficult. It doesn't mean, you know, because Matthew Fitzpatrick, although I was incredibly angry with him this past week, it doesn't mean he can't come back and contend very soon here. So um, that kind of stuff I think I'm throwing out. And I think I'm taking the good form into account, but with a little bit of a grain of salt and, and just trying to do my best coming into this week as well. Sure. I'm with you there. I, I think if I'm going to take anything, I was sort of, like the most people that I watched the first couple of days, um, a lot of Will Z uh, coverage on uh, like the PGA Tour Live, a lot of Gary Woodland coverage, two guys making their their returns, two guys that looked extremely rusty, uh, Zalatoris especially, like, you know, was was in the high, high over par when he missed the cut, um, which I guess, you know, speaks to a very long layoff. But again, like, like looking at him in the next couple of weeks and, and getting into these like bigger events with more skilled fields, like he will certainly for me be on the back burner for a long time um just based on that form right there 
Um, Gary Woodland, same thing. And yeah, you said it right. Like I've seen Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, we all sort of remember the the Ryder Cup day one where I think if I remember correctly, I'm not sure if it was the first or second session this year, but he played with Rory and I believe he was six under through six in his matchup. Like, so he has, even though I think he is more like he plays better at courses um, that are tougher, I think. Like, he's a better play, and going forward, I will adjust because he's now burnt me a few times on easy courses. But I know, like, I know he has that in him, so it's always crazy for me to watch him um, be able to go to, like, a U.S. Open track and and make birdies there and then go to a a a very much simpler track and grind out, like, even par and two under, like, in these rounds where dudes are going – um, eight and nine under without an issue that always will like boggle my mind. But um, I think for, again, for this foreseeable future with him, he'll sort of be on my, um, you know, like tough course only uh, to, to gamble on. Definitely this week, you will not see his name, thankfully. Um, but yeah, like excited personally, like I'm, I'm a Keegan fan, excited for him to put uh, a good showing together. I certainly hit pretty good with him in the, uh, I think I had him in the top 20, as one of my, you know, like one of our newsletter bets that hit quite easily. Um, I think that's the only bet between the the 10 of our combined bets that hit. So not exactly a, a great week. Um, but the good thing about golf is you hit like, you know, you hit one bet like that, like that's, that's like two or three to one and you've salvaged your whole week um, for the most part. So I know as we go into the Amex, uh, my tally last week was I lost $52 um, I sit at nine, excuse me. I sit at 10, uh, 1,028. Kev, you sit at 904 after a, uh, $190, uh, 190 unit loss. Um, Chris Kirk really sort of let you down there with a, a rough fourth round and, and Ben on obviously prevailed over him. Um, but same dynamics in play going forward with the Amex. So let, let's get into it. Um, this is, I think you alluded to the line earlier, like John Rahm is sort of, you know, was at this tournament a few years ago, the hot mic caught him coming off one of the greens, just yelling about how the, the tournament is a fucking putting contest. And it is for the most part, like they're going to be some very easy golf courses um, in play. There'll, there'll be three rotationally. We have the, uh, the stadium, the Nicholas and the La Quinta as they're known. Um, and I think they are from tough to easy in that order. The stadium being by far the most challenging um, guys will play that once in the first three days. And then the final round will be played there. Um, the Nicholas course is is slightly less, less hard and sort of goes into like sort of the plays under par for the most part. And then La Quinta especially um, is a very, very easy course where guys are going to be shooting seven, eight, you know, nine under par in a round. Um, so sort of a different dynamic when you're tracking uh, your plays in, in the survivor pool and whatnot. Um, if you see your guy at the bottom of the leaderboard on day one and they've played the stadium course and you're looking up at guys that are nine under, like you got to have some patience knowing they have a chance to catch up. Um, also another dynamic in play this weekend is this is a three round pro-am. Um, professional golfers hate these uh, because they're incredibly, incredibly slow. Uh, something else to consider when you're picking sort of the personality that you think will thrive in these like rounds are, are very easily over six hours. Um, and while that's, that's the drawback, the, the sort of positive for the pros is because, you know, golf courses don't want these, these hackers out here for eight, nine hours. Um, the pins are usually in pretty accessible spots. The rough is not super penal. Nothing is super penal. Like we want to get through the, the amateur part of this as quickly as possible. And you will see that in play. Um, 
So without further ado, uh, I sort of have my plays lined up. I'm sure that'll sort of spark um, who we like and who we dislike. Um, and I'm going to come uh, heavy right off the bat right here. Um, I got to pick to win the tournament. And it's going to be JT Poston at 30 to 1. Uh, I'm putting $10 uh, on that. A guy who's been in great form. Um, a guy who is very solid in and around the greens. And and what this comes down to, there's almost like a sense of random in this tournament because it is such an easy tournament tee to green. And I, I just want a guy who's been hot with the flat stick and, and JT has been that uh, the last, the the real JT, JT Poston has been that uh, for the last couple tournaments. So I'm going to throw $10 on that at 30 to one. I was actually surprised to see it that low, um, but I really like his chances from a personality standpoint, from a patient standpoint, and, and the game is a fit as well. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, JT, obviously great week last week. I, th- I think to your point, he does have the personality to kind of fit well here in the format and the pro-am and all that sort of stuff. He's a guy I definitely looked at as well. I have a two-win bet as well. It's actually my fifth bet, but I'll leave with that since that's the format you led with. I'm going for a little bit bigger hit. There were guys further down the board that I really like, JT Poston being one of them. Uh, Eric Colby, another one, if you ask me, probably – without odds outside of like the top i mean like scheffler and and those guys a little bit further down than that but without odds i think eric cole's gonna win this week to be honest um but i wanted a little bit higher number um so i went with keith mitchell at 80 to 1 10 dollars to win 800 uh he's been showing some good form as well um and i think he kind of fits the format as well i know he's a fan of like the the um two-man tournaments i know he and sungjae um teamed up last year and he seemed to just have a great attitude all the way through that. So, um, yeah, I think he wins again at some point this year and I'm going to try to catch him at the big number, um, 80 to one. I love that. He's a talker too. Uh, so that actually fits sort of the, the, the play. Like, again, these guys are going to be with, um, some will be with celebrities. Uh, a lot of them will be with CEOs of companies you've never heard of that paid, you know, 30, $40,000 to play this round. So, uh, got to be a guy who's patient. Got to be a guy who's who's personable. Who's not going to get annoyed uh, with with some guy holding him up because there will be a lot of that. Um, I do like Keith's personality um, to thrive uh, in that in that format. I like that pick. Um, a guy who's very accurate off the tee as well. Not that that will be come into play a ton, but I do like that at that number. That's um actually surprisingly high uh, for what I I thought he would have he would have been. Um. All right, nice. I got another uh, sort of in the Keith Mitchell mold, um, a golfer that I would really never play as an outright, but I'm I'm going to play him as a first round leader. Um, the first round leaders this week, if if you have checked out the board, are broken into the the specific courses. Um, so this guy will be playing on the Nicholas course to start, um, and it's Adam Hadwin. I'm going to play him as the first round leader uh, on the Nicholas course. That is twenty to one uh, to be on top there. And I'm going to put uh, the minimum of $10 on that. Um, you know, I was sort of looking at uh, who who was going to be teeing off there. Uh, a guy who's fantastic uh, on easier courses, a guy who's a great, a great putter, which was definitely one of my emphasis, emphases, uh, I guess you would call it as, you know, on the, uh, on the betting sheet. Um, but yeah, he will be like, he's going to be Sanjay, Tom Kim, uh, Minwoo Lee and Cam Davis are the, the four guys above him. And I sort of like his chances to just be a better putter than those guys in round one. So I like that value. And that'll be my second play for, uh, for 10 bucks. 
I like that. Yeah. So when you say, uh, I actually did not look at any first round leader bets this week, but when you say broken down by course, they just had them separated. So basically three, three different categories of first, first round leader. Is yep. It? All three courses Third broken course. up and, and then, yeah. um, yeah, obviously the guys that are teeing off, I don't know if they're going to play that every single round, but yeah, yeah for yeah, the first yeah. round, it's just end of round one and, and they got them all broken up. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, typically cause that would, that used to be something that a lot of people would kind of target obviously before, you know, when betting right. was first coming around, they would just list everybody together, and obviously, yeah. and who's on La Quinta, and just take right. that dude, and right. got right. it, right? Right. Um, okay, my next one is going to be. I think this is the first of this kind, maybe on this betting show. I'm going to take a two miss the cut uh, play. Oh, oh, nice. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark uh, plus two twenty five, twenty dollars to win forty five. Um, not super great. Um, Form coming in of late did not perform well. I know at the um, Century and kind of just didn't have a great Ryder Cup either. Just kind of ever since the the major win just hasn't been great. So um, I'm going to take a little flyer on him. I know there's some people that are on him this week. Um, I just think that, you know, he, he's he got a solid game, but I, I just think he could one of the guys I could see missing the cut if he's not able to just rack up the birdies like we haven't really seen um in recent weeks so i'm gonna go with that i i love that play i did not take it but to add an added added value to what i think is a very sharp play is there have been some very strong rumors that wyndham clark is one of the big names that's going to sign for john rom's live team uh and there are some statistics that correlate to to guys that were sort of rumored to be in negotiations sort of had um I mean, I don't know if this is actually the correlation, but performed less well than those that did not, um, presumably because they have one foot out the door and one foot in and are sort of like half concentrating. Um, He certainly fits that category. Like I've never really like other than the U.S. Open win, which I think was sort of uh, a cheap U.S. Open for him because the fairways were so enormous. Like I, for some reason, can never get out of my head uh, his drive on 18 that had to be like a 75 yard slice that still caught the fairway. Like it's just not a U.S. open type shot. Um, I don't know why that's always stuck with me, but he hasn't really followed up that win with a ton of great results. Hasn't, we haven't seen him this year yet. Um, didn't, or sorry, we saw him at the century, did not have a great tournament at the century. Didn't see him last week. I, I sort of like that play at that price. Um, especially if the the live rumors are true, they've sort of been like some strong ones and then some stuff that said the talks fell through, but He's he's been very he- heavily linked to John Rahm's second spot on the uh, I believe the Legion thirteen is his is his team name which is uh pretty sweet I guess um I didn't touch him uh, but I also have what I think is a new play new type of play uh, on here I have a top twenty finish parlay um, and they're pre made by DraftKings and I sort of really liked uh, the three names on here that I got to finish all in the top twenty I got Tom Kim. Sung J M and Jason Day, and that's eleven to one all to finish in the top twenty. And I'm going to put twenty dollars on that. And my rationale is when you're looking at um what you need here to be successful, it is stellar iron play from like a hundred to two hundred, like not many long irons into green, um, and then a sweet short game. And I, I think Sung Jay has got one of those two, and the other two have both. Um, so I sort of like their chances, and the top twenty doesn't feel like a a stunningly tough ask. Uh, and again, like Jason Day, really personable dude, really great dude, not going to lose his mind. 
uh, over slow play. Um, he is also a a very big culprit of being a slow player, so I, I like him in that fashion as well. But I just think their games fit, and that was a decent price to all finish in the top twenty. So to Tom, Tom Kim, TK, Sung J M, and Jason Day, eleven to one. Yeah, I like that. Jay, um, Jay Day been showing some good stuff. Obviously, Sung Jay feels kind of back this year, um, at mm. least back towards like what we saw him um, in his. PGA tour debut season, which was incredible. Um, and yeah, Tom Kim, same thing. Well, probably he's the most worrisome out of those three, I would say, but, um, yeah, I like that number and think those three definitely have a shot to finish in the top 20. Yeah. Tom Kim, by the way, was number one in PGA.com's like power rankings for the week. I don't, I don't get that (laughs) for sure. Like, especially when Scotty Scheffler's in the field, um, I thought that was a little overblown and, and for sure, like out of those three, like I'm worried about him the most, despite uh, a lot of guys pumping him up this, this week. I just don't, I don't see that, but I still think that has a pretty decent shot. We'll see. Thoughts on Scheffler this week, by the way, gotta, gotta win it. I think like the, the prices are just getting ridiculous, like five and a half to one in, or I think he's six fifty right now. Oh no, sorry. He's five and a half to one to win the t- five to one flat out to win the tournament. Um, man, like I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to beat a dead horse here, but if he makes putts on the easiest putting greens in the world, like I think he'll win going away, but that's that's yet to be seen. So we'll see. Yeah, I heard some commentary today about um, it looking better with the with the new putting coach and obviously all that stuff that he's been... The stroke looks a little bit better, I think, yeah. but... Are they going know. to go the, in at some yeah, point? Yeah, like, the results just haven't been there yeah. uh, still. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, he can make you look stupid and just hit it to three feet every time. So I, I don't want to go against him for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm I can't, also, I can't, I'm also I can't play him at him. five to one. Like, that's just... No, 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 no. It's yeah. too low. It's crazy. But you're, I mean, you're right. Like, there, there is a scenario where he just takes, like, he hits it so close on every single hole that it doesn't really come into play. Um, yeah. But I feel like I've said that a lot, and he has done that quite a bit too. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back to the well. I got was off this last week. I didn't see this um, bet option, but I'm going back to the three-way uh, top finisher parlay, mm-hmm. top five, top 10, top 20. Um, yeah, you can get some good numbers on these. Obviously, God. this one I'm going to take right now is a bit of a flyer. Um, but, but I got it at 80 to one. So I, I'm just going to hope that hits. Uh, so I have, this is the most worrisome of the three for sure. JT to finish top five, Justin Thomas, uh, yep. Eric Cole, top 10 and Cam Davis, top 20. I'm kind of, I say this with a little bit of a grain of salt, but also kind of back on JT as well. A little bit, I'm going to proceed with caution, but I think the approach play is kind of rounding back into, you know, that's always been his bread and butter. We saw it dip down quite a bit last year, which was probably the most worrisome thing about him um, having that kind of go disappear from his game. Um, but we saw sort of, you know, all the talk about whether to take him on the Ryder Cup team or not. We saw some pretty Im- impressive play, to be honest, given all that sort of pressure that was on him. Um, so I was impressed by that and impressed with what we've seen of him so far in like the fall swing and and early on this year. So um, obviously top five is a stretch, but I think if he obviously finds his game and, and reaches his ceiling, I, I think that's capable of him. I'm more confident about the Eric Cole top 10 and the, the Cam Davis top 20. Cam Davis obviously is a little worrisome as well. We saw obviously the great first round score last week and then kind of like petered out a little bit as the week went on, but um, I think he's got uh, the ceiling as well to to definitely finish inside the top twenty. So I'm gonna go with that. Ten dollars. Ten dollar. 
That's yeah, 280 to 1. So I like that. All right. Trying to make a big move this week. I I also have one of those bets as well. Um, and I'll and I'll I'll do that one now. I got Tom Kim top five, Xander Shoffley top ten, JT Poston top twenty. That's at 40 to 1. And I'm going to play that at 10 bucks. I think I've hit all those guys except Shoffley. Uh, I mean, this is a California event for a California kid. There's really no, like, that's the one I feel the most safe about is Shoffley top 10. Um, and then post in top 20 doesn't feel like a, a tough ass. Tom Kim top five is a big ask, but again, number one in the power rankings on the PGA. So like, don't do me wrong and actually advertise the site. Um, I saw that Justin Thomas one, um, man, like the other two feel like, like very strong possibilities. And, and, you know, the ceiling for, for Justin Thomas is top five, like very easily. It'll be the, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is the first time we'll see him this year. Um, what the game looks like. It was sort of still like to you, to your point, um, rounding into form by the time the Ryder cup came, but it's been a little bit since then. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him sort of make his return. Yeah. Um, yeah. You touched on Xander there as well. Spoiler. He's going to be part of my, my final play that I give up. I have two sort of big money plays left. Um, and yeah, I, I need Xander to step on the gas one time on Sunday and just kind of finish this one off. I didn't take him. I, I didn't uh, have him at such a high finishing position as I did previously. He just makes me nervous in terms of that. So I took him in a matchup. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the guy, he, he, he has all the fits for these courses, California. Again, he just fits the mold and, and um, it would be never nice quite happens. Yeah, nice to see him finish one off. But um, okay, before I get to that, I'm gonna go with my second to last bet, which is going to be I, I hinted at this earlier. Sorry, I keep dropping my mic. So if you're hearing some interference, that's what that is. Um, I'm gonna go with kind of in that same mold as Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think Shane Lowry fits that same sort of play, like great in poor conditions, great if you need him to be on a tough course, great if you need him to grind out pars. Um, that's not this course at all. Like he he needs to go and make a bunch of birdies, and I just don't think he fits on courses like that. I am going to go with him um, round one score over 68 and a half strokes at plus 105, $50 to win uh, $52 and 50 cents. Give me the numbers again. 68 and a half is the strokes above 68, 68 above 68.5 strokes uh, plus 105 All right. odds, $50 to win uh, 52. All right. I like that. Do you know where he's playing in the first round? I do. He's playing. Uh, he's playing on the easiest course, which is makes La me Quinta. a little nervous about that. La Quinta, yeah. But he, um, I still just like him to kind of get off to a, a bit of a slow start and and just not hit as many birdies as he needs. Yeah, it's not it's certainly not his specialty. And like another thing that makes this really easy, like I read, I read today that the phrase like this is almost like playing golf in a dome. Like traditionally, a very still like wind, like we're in the desert here a little bit, like seriously like as easy as it gets on the tour and i know that uh the nicholas and the la quinta are two of the top five easiest courses on tour um i believe la quinta is the second easiest these guys will play all season um when you're looking at like the stats that correlate they're all like scoring stats like like strokes gain from 100 to 125 uh birdies made like um I, I gotta be honest. I had a, a shitload of stats written down, but they're all soaked uh, from that water. But some of the ones I remember are those, and they're all like they're all easy course stats, like birdie birdie percentage, um, putts inside ten feet, like like approaches from a hundred to one hundred and twenty five. 
um, not going to be a challenge. And, and to your point, like Lowry's better when the wind is whipping, when the fairways are tough, when you have to be creative around the greens, and you just don't need any of that. You just need to be solid and and make a lot of putts. And and who knows if that will uh, that will happen. Right. So we'll. I mean, he and sixty eight and a half as well. Obviously, like that's minus three versus minus four. So like he can still have a solid day. I just need him to not light up the field and go six on, you know, six, five under something like that. So hoping yeah. for that. I think you'll be in decent shape there. See. All right. Uh, I think that this will be my last one. Uh, it's a tournament matchup. And uh, I know you mentioned one of the guys earlier, but my play is going to be Andrew Putnam uh, beating Cam Davis for the tournament. Um, that's minus 110. And I'm going 55 uh, to win. I think that'll be 50. Um, and my my sort of rationale for that is watching Cam Davis the first couple rounds last week when he was getting off to his his um uh his his big lead over the field, um it was all long putts it was all like like his his total putts made must have been in like the hundreds of feet over the first couple of days, and I feel like that that has run out like that is certainly not his strong suit, um he is a fantastic fantastic player. Um, but when it comes down to a putting contest, like I'm just going to hope that his performance at the Sony is not sustainable and that'll run out. And that certainly is like Putnam is sort of like a short game, like specialist, like wedge, short game putting. Um, so I like that. And I'm just hoping that Cam Davis comes back to the field. Uh, he he is so much more skilled than than Andrew Putnam. So that's not even in the question, but I just think the fit here sort of favors Putnam and I'll hope that um the, the putting can carry him. Putnam did have a nice uh, week last week. Also, top, right? I, I think top ten these first yeah. couple tournaments. Um, so he's yeah. sort of been under the like never contending, obviously, and never going to be a guy that's like shown on TV, like very boring. But again, like that, this is what we're looking for here: is guys that excel on easy tracks. And like I said, Cam Davis does everything individually better than Andrew Putnam, probably except for putting. Um, but since that's the only thing that really matters, I, I just hope that'll work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was that your last one? That was. Okay. Yeah. So for my final one, I actually have a two leg parlay. It is matchups as I alluded to before, but I took two separate matchups. Um, these are actually two ball three way matchups. So if you've ever been on like soccer or anything like that, the, the tie is also like a graded option. Um, so if these two players were to tie for the full tournament it would be graded as a loss. Um, but I'm taking, I'm going to go with Xander at minus 135 um, up against Tony Finau. And I am going to go with Sung Jay at minus 185 versus Cam Champ. So parlaying those two together brings it to plus 168 odds. Uh, I'm going to go with 100 to win uh, 168. Okay. Okay. Continuing, not afraid, man. Going to continue with the large bets um, and hope that works out for me. Man, those feel like two incredibly favorable matchups. I actually, earlier today, I had a miss the cut bet as well, and it was Finau to miss the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, So I certainly love, like... Yeah, dude, that's a good play. You might you might hit that like going away, I think. Um, unless Tony can get hot, but I just think like this is not his strong suit. And then Cam Champ like over Sung Jay. I, what, what was <laughs> Feels, do, what, do you do you have the odds on that like just yeah, individually? I do, yeah. Sung Jay's like minus one seventy. Yeah, all right. One eighty five. So you gotta you gotta play some juice, but I, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, that that would be like a shocking like that that you can mark that one down right now like there there's quite literally nothing that Cam Champ does better than Sung JM nothing so 
Um, I hope so. We'll love see. that. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. We'll see. I need a big week this week. Tough, tough last. I went five last week, so uh, need to write the ship. Need to need to do well here. Wow. All right. Oh, I'm like I'm like almost questioning myself here. Like what? Like what did I miss? How did I miss that one? Um. Yeah, I haven't I like seen that. these um three way like two ball three ways for the tournament. Kind of kind of like them. Obviously, the tie hitting would be disappointing. Uh, but just gonna hope that doesn't happen. Like that. All right, Kev, we got another board. You, as usual, have have wagered a lot more than me. But like we sort of said earlier, like you just kind of hit one of these, and it's it's all good. Um. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna basically I'm like basically what I am gonna. The thing I'm most confident in for myself, and if I were betting, and this would be my strategy as well, it is like full round uh, full tournament matchups right i think there's enough of a four round, like a four round sample size if you think that a golfer is better than another golfer like i'm gonna just hope that that's right over a four round sample size and like last week obviously kirk losing to benny on i don't think that i was like terribly wrong with that play like kirk obviously had a great week too and it just came down to sunday and who had the better round and, and benny on just played great all week but i'm gonna just hope that i'm right more often than, than not with those plays and then my other like longer shot parlay uh plays Just i'm gonna not hit actually one. yeah i'm not expecting to hit you know any or maybe like one or two but if you hit one or two that's that's good enough all right i love that that was a uh a little quick hitter uh again we're not like for me at least we're not sort of in like the most interesting stretch of the season we're certainly in what i what i feel like is the most difficult part of the season in terms of hitting bets hitting survivor but in terms of like the tournament like breakdown and like overthinking this like this is just a very straightforward event like it is it is easy it comes down to the guy who puts the best and handles the conditions the best there's not going to be crazy weather there's not going to be crazy hazards um yeah, like other than the stadium course, you're going to see a lot of birdies made. Um, and unfortunately, you're probably not going to see them at all because another great a feature of this event that sort of makes it one of my least favorite stops on the tour is that the the Nicholas course and the La Quinta course don't have uh, shot link on this at all. So as you're following your guide throughout the week, uh, you will not see uh, what he has left. You will just see that he's taken certain shots. You will not know where those shots came from or where they went. Um I like don't even really get me started on like you're you're about to make a multi-billion dollar acquisition or or investment with uh John Henry's group. You're about to make a multi-billion dollar investment with the Saudis as the PGA, and you can't get a couple guys on their phones uh uploading stuff to a website so that the viewers can see what's going on. Um and that for me does not encourage people watching or gambling on your sport. Like it, it, it for, for as agonizing as it is like watching that shot link update is exhilarating when you're waiting for a guy to make a birdie, uh, waiting for a, a hole score to fill in uh, 10 minutes after a guy has finished a hole this week is going to be quite frustrating. Um, So just try to hold your breath and get through this one. And then like, I promise we get into some events that actually, uh, actually are, are pretty fun to break down and whatnot, but this, this does not fall into that category for me personally. Yeah. Um, 
For sure. I can remember talking about this last year as well. We said sort of the same thing. Just got to get through this little stretch. It can be incredibly frustrating and tilting. And in that same vein, you know, obviously we know we had some frustrated members from the pool this week uh, getting cut in that top 50. You know, just a quick point on that. Like Ed and I do not make these decisions lightly in terms of like the format of the pool and and what we decide to do. We we talk and discuss literally daily and, and try to make decisions that are in the best interest for everybody. Um, so like we understand the frustration a little bit, but at the same time, like if you enter a contest, you kind of got to know the rules and you, you know, it's not that we're not open to feedback or, or that we don't want suggestions, but the time for that is not after your guy gets cut in the first week of the tournament. Like yes. we, we can't go back and change the rules at that point. I, um, I wish we could. <laughs> Wish we could. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but with the like with everything going on this season and we and the unknown of the schedule, like and the amount of work that the tracking all this is, top fifty is just kind of a, an easier way for us to track it with, with despite all the problems that it brings. Um, but I will just sort of mention, and Ed can back me up on this because I sent him the screenshot of the text. But um, you know, my girlfriend Natalie is in the pool this year, and uh, unfortunately, she she fell by the wayside one of her guys um making the cut and not being in the top 50 and i was texting with her about it and she knew right away you know she was like well she was confirmed it with me but she was like but my guy's not in the top 50 you know does that mean i'm out and i said yes it does and you know if she can track it and know the rules i don't think anyone else there's, there's really no excuse for anyone else so uh make sure you know that stuff going in and and um don't get too tilted in these first three weeks there 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 is going to be carnage uh, just like we saw last year, even more so this year. So roll with the punches, buy back in and um, and have some fun. Yep. And then we'll get it in cruise control. Like uh, at least we found at least the last few years, like the couple first couple of weeks are chaos. And then once like once we get past like these sort of birdie fests, pretty easy to settle in and get a few weeks in a row where you're not like not taking damage. Um, I will say personally and with the premise that this is not changing this season. This is this is not changing this season. The rules are not changing this season, but if we had it back, um, I wish we had played the traditional cut during traditional cut events, and I wish we had played like top 50 this style in the no cut events, and I think that would have made more sense, Um, but again, it won't be changing this season, but it only goes to show that like I feel your pain too. Like Both of my guys that got cut this week made the real cut and didn't make the top 50 cut. I know how frustrating it is. Um, I was quite furious. Uh, I I spent a lot of money this week on buybacks in both pools that I'm in for the same reason. Like none of my guys actually got cut. It's infuriating. I get it. Uh, we will make an adjustment next season, not this season. But again, just like for full transparency, like these are agonized over. It it takes up, uh, frankly, a a ridiculous amount of of our lives. Um, but we love it and we want to make it the best it can. Um, and I think this was the best, the best choice preseason to go forward, but you know, improvements are in store and we'll keep trying to get 1% better, uh, every season. Yeah. All right. I think that's, uh, I think that's good. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything else. What about you? I do not, uh, again, check your mail. Uh, if you're, if you're one of my friends for an invite in the next few weeks, uh, keep, you know, keep sending in your picks. There'll be no reminders. Uh, final reminder. If you've listened this far, 54 hole top 50 this week 54 hole not 36 even though it said that it's a three-round tournament we got to get every guy at every course before they can get eliminated but other than that sit back hold your breath 
Uh, just grind through this week, and better times will be ahead.